So every once in a while, we like to bring in a dude here and there uh, to <laughs> Young Female Entrepreneur's Live. We've been featuring the last few, few weeks really powerful females. Well, tonight we're featuring, he's a little geeky, he's a little tech, he's a little, well, he's definitely a dude, and he is teaching us about vlogging. So stay tuned through the entire 30 minutes. He, I am such a huge fan of Chris Perillo's. He's gonna be our guest. We're on the hashtag YFE chat. I'll see you on the flip side. This is Jennifer Dono. I am the host of Young Female Entrepreneurs, the weekly live show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. We're also on the hashtag YFE chat, so hopefully you guys are introducing yourself on Twitter, telling us who you are, what you do, and where we can find you online. Our guest tonight is Chris Perillo. He is, I like, he came on and I told him, I'm trying to keep it cool today because I've had a history of when people I really admire or that I'm a big fan of come on, I tend to like fall into a pile of mush. So I'm keeping my cool. I'm ready to ask him a lot of questions. I was joking to Chris, kind of half joking, half serious, that I have a lot of questions and none of you are allowed to ask any questions. But in all seriousness, if you have a, a question about vlogging, about tech, about um, his entrepreneurial background, make sure that you chat it in. And Stacy of at the Stacy Harris is gonna filter him in and bring him into us, whether it's on Twitter or it's on the chat. Tonight's show is sponsored by Ovalai. Ovalai TV hosts and produces live video events built to meet your objective. Visit ovalai.tv to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand. And by MailChimp. MailChimp supports more than 2.5 million email subscribers worldwide, sending 4 billion messages per month. MailChimp is designed for the do-it-yourself power user, someone looking for all of the power of an enterprise application but built for anyone to use. Thank you to our sponsors. So before we get uh, going with Chris and we bring him in, I wanted to give a couple shout outs tonight. So the big one is to cofounderslab.com. So I, I uh, Michael, of or Mike, Michael, of cofounderslab.com. Shout out to him. It's at cofounderslab. Uh, he approached me about being a resource for young women. And I know a lot of you guys are looking for uh, partners, for, for founders, for people to help you turn your idea, make it become um, a reality. And so cofounderslab.com does that. And what it is, I already signed up for it, so here you can see my dashboard, but the sign-up process was kind of like eHarmony or like Match.com, or if you're a cool kid like us, you do the um, the Nick, Nick, what was his name? He was on Wifey Chat. So anyway, one of the number of, <laughs> of dating sites, you sign up for it, you talk about who it is that you are, um, how much money you can bring into the relationship, what talents you can bring up into the relationship, and it's, it's a really interesting service. And so anyway, you can go on here, I've already signed up, like I said, and you can find people that will match up into what it is that you're looking for. Again, it's at cofounderslab.com. 
I really like talking to Michael. He's actually in the Boston area, and he was telling me about how he uh, was standing at the same place the bombs went off just an hour beforehand, and he was just continuing on with business. He realized he still had to get things done. He still has to grow this website. And so that's why I want to make sure that you guys are staying um, all the way through this entire show. Stay for the after party. We're going to be talking with Erica Zidell of SittingAround.com. She's the founder of the the co-op for babysitting site, SittingAround.com. She was on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine. She's going to be talking to us about what's happening in the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Boston and what to do when unexpected trauma or uh, traumatic or um, tragedy type uh, experiences happen as a business owner. How do we how do we deal with that? What's inappropriate? What's appropriate? That type of thing. So stay tuned through the entire 30 minutes. So before I go on too much, the reason why I have Chris Perillo on um, is because not only am I just like a really big... <laughs> but he also has Vlogger Fair coming up. Um, let's see if I can actually spell it correctly. There we go. You guys can see it now. Um, Vlogger Fair is a, a conference. It's not It's not really a conference. He's, he's going to probably tell you about it in just a second. It's a fair, and it's June 8th through the 9th in Seattle. And so I know a lot of you are in the Portland and Vancouver areas. And this is my official invite for you to come up to Seattle and I will plan a fun networking, boozy, fun, whatever kind of a night for all of you. There will be booze involved, which I know with this crowd is a necessity. So show up on June 8th and come with me to Vlogger Fair. So anyway, without further ado, let's hear a little bit about who Chris Perillo is. Who is Chris Perillo? I've never heard of the guy. Most people have never heard of me, and I'm fine with that. I've been online since 1996, and I've been on YouTube since 2006. I started a personal vlog, even though I've shared a lot of my details online over the years, about a year ago or so, at least at the time of this video recording. And I found that when I started to share more of my personal life online, not just talking about my passions or interests, but you know, more of this personal narrative, I found I had a deeper engagement with anybody who did know about me. And so I just wanted to bring everybody together, give them a chance to have fun and meet one another. I mean, especially for me to potentially meet you. All right, so let's go ahead and welcome Chris onto YFE Chat Live. Welcome to the show, Chris. It is so good to be here, even virtually. (laughs) Uh, Again, I'm trying to keep my cool here. So um, before we get started, so I was on uh, I was on the live page checking out your live stream right beforehand, and I did see a nice um, was it Pike? How'd you know? Because I'm super cool like that, Chris. <laughs> so the label or was kind of a scary yeah, stalker. <laughs> so yes, I am. Uh, I, I would be with you there on the uh, the boozing it up. Sometimes I find that if I'm trying to say something or explain something a little bit of social lubrication can help and uh, I've learned that I'm quite a fan of porters so yes that was a pike stout that sounds really good right now so for any of you that aren't in the Seattle area that is a very good choice so Uh, Let's talk a little bit about what vlogging is because vlogging, vlogger, I think there's a lot of definitions flying out around um, the internet realms. Uh, So what is vlogging to you? What does that mean? What does vlogging mean to me? Yeah. I've always equated it to living out your personal narrative with video as the format. As someone who has shared 
so many bits and pieces of his life online over the years, I've found video to be stressful uh, to do, but also very freeing because there's so many things that you can express in video that just can't be done in writing. And that is my background, uh, English education. That's my degree. But I never actually did anything with the degree other than you know pursuing the idea of being an infotainer, uh, starting out by using my writing skills to communicate a lot of my discoveries with people online. That evolved over time and certainly when video became a viable means of communicating, uh, you know, I, I moved to that as well. But all the while, keeping the idea of that personal narrative very much uh, as a core part of what, you know, allowed me to connect with people who are out there. And so vlogging is that. It's sharing yourself in, in bits and pieces of yourself through video. That's, that's, to me, that's what it is. Okay, then let's talk a little bit more about that then because, and I have, uh, I have this all written out, so I apologize for reading it. I want to make sure I get this right since I have okay. you on here. So you've said a number of times that the internet removes a layer of empathy for people. I've heard you talk about this in your vlogs on the podcast recently with Seattle uh, celebrity Jenny Hogan. Uh, so as far as that goes, you say that... Um, uh, that in creating content, showing who we are, talking about personal narratives, that can be really scary and there's a lot of haters out there. You've got people, Chris Perillo, if you haven't followed him yet, people love you. They adore you. They send you things in the mail. They care about how Diana is doing. Diana is his wife. And uh, th But then on the opposite end, you have a very small group of people that are Chris Perillo haters. And so how do you deal with that as far as if you're putting your personal narrative out on the line? And even for us, we're business owners. There is, there is money involved here. How do you deal with that? What's some practical advice? As far as haters are concerned, everyone deals with stress a different way. And when you are confronted with someone who hates you to the point where they have to tell you that they hate you or dislike you, uh, you've actually achieved some level of success that very few will see. Because you want people on one side or the other. You want them to either love you or hate you. You don't want them in the middle. Ambivalence is your biggest enemy when it comes to a business and a brand and putting yourself out there. Because having someone in the middle means they can go either way. They're not attached to you, uh, and so they won't follow you. They won't care anything about what you might be doing. And having someone who hates you uh, is, is almost inevitable. You can't make people happy all the time. You can only make yourself happy. And by you know, keeping that central to who you are and what you're doing uh, you know, in, in business or just in life, I think, is a, a guiding light. I respond sometimes by not responding at all and other times I respond if I feel like they've they've kind of gone over the line and, and made it personal when it hasn't been personal uh, sometimes I, I slap back I, I don't really uh, stand up to bully or I'm sorry I don't back down from bullies I stand up to them and sometimes I know I, it's better to not fuel the fire but at other times I'm thinking you know I'm feeling randy at this point you know I may have had one too many pike stouts in me I'm like screw it <laughs> but I try to I put them in their place by just surfacing just how off 
they really are. And there are legitimate complaints. Uh, I'm not talking about legitimate complaints or issues. I'm talking about the people who are just so far off base, it's not even funny. And it's usually really easy to make them look like even more of a jackass than they're making themselves out to be in the first place. All right. So on that same line and the idea that, you know, there might be haters out there, but I mean, the people that adore you far outweigh the people that hit the dislike button or have a complaint here or there. Uh, so, uh, again, recently something you said on Jenny Hogan, again, referencing Jenny. Fantastic. Shout out to her. Um, I think she's at Jenny Hogan for you that are on Twitter. You said, influence can't be measured. If I'm reaching them at a deep level, that's more impressive than me going after a million and just only hitting one person and really making it matter. Yeah. So with that being said, though, so if you're a vlogger who's going after a brand to work with or if you're a brand that's interested in working with someone like yourself, how do you make it so that you can be confident in going into that relationship and knowing that there's going to be some kind of payoff there? The problem, it, it, there's many layers to it. When you can look at a web page, when you see a video on YouTube and you see it, it's accrued so many views, you think it's important. You, you think that there's some value to it. And there might be. But views can be cheated. Even looking at a, a, a follower count on Twitter and think, oh, that's really impressive. But really, one follower is equal to another follower in terms of a, gen a generic count. Uh, and, and so you may have 100,000 followers, but if 99% of those are bunk, they, they, they don't exist, or may, maybe they followed you because of some kind of random giveaway, or you know they followed you on accident, there's no value to that number. And that's why it's much more important to pursue the deeper engagement when it comes to social media or connecting with people by way of video. Uh, and video certainly helps you make that connection and establish that connection with somebody else because they're experiencing it in both sight and sound, uh, the payoff comes over time. It's never a one-off. And unfortunately, many advertisers out there are impatient or have a very uh, a truncated view of the value of being a part of uh, you know, a bigger story or being a part of a bigger community. That's branding, though. I mean, you can't establish branding by putting something out there once. I mean, you got to hit it repeatedly over and over and over again. Takes me, and I think even on average, like what is it, seven times before someone kind of gets it through their thick skull what's going on. Uh, but even after saying it that many times, even for people who, you know, are fantastic supporters, they'll, they're going to miss a detail or two. So you, you have to, you know, expect that repetition is as much a, a core part of delivering value to a sponsor or an advertiser as much as it is establishing those deeper connections with, you know, someone who's out there and considers themselves a part of your community. All right. So with that in mind, talking about sponsors and people that are involved in trying to get into a community, I had dinner with someone, um, a marketing director at Parallels last year, and we come from the shared web hosting, a uh, shared web hosting background. And so we were sitting at dinner with her, and she mentioned that Chris Perillo. Have you heard of him? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she said, uh, Chris Perillo. He mentioned uh, Parallels once. The the desktop, the Mac to Windows thing. Um, I forget what it's called right now. What's it called? Parallels desktop. Parallels desktop awesome product but you mentioned it once on their podcast and apparently sales went through the roof and she said we didn't pay him or anything he just mentioned it he's the nicest guy so now parallels i'm assuming 
is paying you. Because on vloggerfair.com, they're a sponsor. They're part of it. They're committed to this community. So as a vlogger, as someone that's partnering with these brands, what does that process look like? Does someone have to pay you in order to get mentioned in, in something? What What is the rules? Because I know on your tweets, you even do the sponsored tweets. You mark everything. You're very transparent. You know, it takes time and it takes finding the right person who understands the value of what it is that you're offering. No, the answer is uh, you don't have to pay me for everything that I might say or, or support. Uh, I'm very aware of the value of it. In fact, it goes all the way down to tease. It turns out I'm a fan of these. Okay, so I someone had sent me a product that was like one of these food subscription box things, and I kind of I unboxed it, you know, on on YouTube, kind of a haul or a mini haul of sorts and and I said it's tomato basil tea it's like you know I like tomato basil and I kind of think tea's okay I'll give it a shot I love this stuff this tomato basil tea so I talked about it and apparently it, it drove it drove sales like you know Chris thank you like it actually drove product sales because it was something that you know I latched onto that I liked that I wanted to share my experience about with my greater community and so it translated for them that's that's something that I, I I've given a lot of like for instance Marvel is not paying me to wear this Wolverine hoodie which by the way does does kind of go up, go up and over and I've got the little <laughs> I think I this is a first for YFB Chat Live. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny when you introduced yourself. Like, he's a dude. Like, yeah, I am neither young nor a female. So I, I don't know how I fit with your demographic. <laughs> I am an entrepreneur, though. But, Corey, so, I, everyone, people, they, you said in a vlog there's, there's a piece that someone can catch on to. For whatever reason, Diana and you together in the vlog, I caught on to you. There was something I saw of myself in what you two do online. And at Corey Freeman, she's even saying, this guy's adorable. There's something about you guys that people just catch on to regardless of, you know, whether a young female or not. So anyway, I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you. No, there's Come no on. interrupting in the <laughs> Just it goes and flows. Mm -hmm. So you were saying um, the, the Wolverine, the and you have also the, the Star, the... Whatchamacallit, the white guys. What are they guys? Oh, stormtroopers? Yeah, yes. stormtroopers. You have one of those too. Yes. I, I have plenty. So when's Diana uh, going to start wearing this stuff? Is she like... She has off and on. She's got a Boba Fett hoodie, but she hasn't worn it that frequently, unfortunately, which is kind of disappointing. But she, she's we've gone out as twins at, at some point in the past. Okay. Uh, I, I think she's a bit more dainty than I am. I'm a, a bit more... Uh, yeah, whatever. We're showing her picture up now. I mean, she's gorgeous oh, okay. and just... Um, yeah, so she's not exactly, uh, she doesn't seem like a stormtrooper hoodie kind of girl. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, she tolerates it. Diana tolerates me. I'm very grateful for that. Very much. So, uh, okay, let's Tolerates is probably the wrong word to use, but oh well. She loves you, I'm sure. Yes. So moving on and going into the business, getting back into the business piece, the the another post that um, stuck out stood out for me was the blog apathy disorder piece you acronym bad I don't know if you remember this one and you're saying that why did you start your own blog do those mode do those motives still exist reinvent yourself get excited again the blogging world isn't disinterested it's just that people have becoming or have become dis disinteresting so as far as um, 
being a blogger and a business owner that's communicating out about your brand even, I think it can just become overwhelming and just, I don't know, it can get old after a while. How do you stay interested? How do you stay passionate? What's some advice as far as that goes? Everyone's got different motivations. And it's frustrating, especially when you're delivering to an audience, your interests are going to change. Like some people get upset at me because I'm not the same person I was five years ago or I'm not delivering the same things that I did five years ago. I'm like, dude, if I was the same person I was, if you're the same person you were five years years ago, if you're not in depression, I don't know where you're at because we change, we evolve, we, we, we can't live out the, the, the same patterns. I mean, there's, there's a means to an end, yes, but uh, at the same time, I couldn't, I, I'm still interested in, simil, in similar things, but if I was doing the same thing I was doing five years ago, oh my God, I couldn't do it. As an entrepreneur, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I know I couldn't do it. I just can't. I mean, it's not that I have a short attention span. It's just that I know when I find a formula that works, I stick with it and I try to make it better and I, you know, I, I continue to evolve it. But at the same time, I don't lock myself into those patterns of behavior that can be, you know, ultimately a detriment on my personal well-being. And so much of what I've done has been tied into me, my, my persona, uh, this cult of personality that I, I find it very difficult uh, to kind of be frozen in this this period of time where everyone wants you frozen. Um, you know, I, I refuse to be a slave to the mental box that people sometimes put me in because I, I'm still myself. I'm not subject to the whims of who other people who anybody else thinks I am. You can only put so much of yourself online. You can't put everything online. I mean, yeah, you can be transparent, but at the same time, you know, you got to keep something for yourself. There's a disconnect sometimes, though, when you've changed and you've needed to change and other people don't want you to change because they love you for one reason or another. And that's more difficult for them to accept than it is for you to accept because you you accept change internally. I had a big issue uh, back in the day. Windows Vista was released, and that was just I I couldn't believe it. Um, as someone who was a really an evangelist and who loved Windows for everything that it was and everything Microsoft was doing, I just kind of had to wake up to the idea that they they just kind of lost their way and. You know, I came out and I was just, I lambasted Vista and some people thought, some people blamed me for Vista sales being so low. I'm like, yeah, I'll take credit <laughs> for that. Um, just like I'm sure they'll blame me for Windows 8 sales being too low because I came out. I've and actually seen content. a couple articles that say something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take responsibility. Why not? Like, uh, I wish I had that. If if only I had that much power really? yeah. to say it sucks. Don't buy it. And they <laughs> buy it. I, I am not so full of myself as to believe that I actually wield this kind of power. However, by coming out and telling people that I believe something different than they believed, uh, some people were just not so sure of themselves insofar as they had to attack me for my beliefs. And this is a this is a problem that doesn't exist not just it exists not just with technology but with everything else, religion, politics, anything that's divisive. Uh, it, it's those who seem to not have a firm grasp on what they believe in that have the biggest problem in letting other people believe what they believe in. Well, I think that, so 
out of everything from tonight, everything you've said, everything, whether, you know, we're talking about vlog or fair, vlogging or tech, whatever it is, I think that is a pivotal, that's a very important point that you just made out because I feel like a lot of young entrepreneurs, especially young women, we're so, we're in our 20s and we're getting started now. You talk about getting married and the idea that you can't marry a man being young because you're going to change and he's going to change. You evolve, you grow up. But yet we marry our businesses and we marry these ideas at the at such a young age. And I feel like we are judging one another sometimes. Oh, why did you make that change? I thought you were doing this. How could you pivot and do that? Or or you didn't you didn't blog today. Why didn't you blog? Well, you know, you're I like that you're almost giving us okay, mark this. Everyone, tweet this up. Chris Perillo is giving us permission to change our minds, to do different things, to to evolve, and I think that was one of the most important statements that you made tonight for us specifically. Um, so if you guys have a question before I go into Vlogger Fair for Chris, make sure that you chat it in. Uh, you can tweet it in using the hashtag YFE chat or chat in, but I want to talk about Vlogger Fair. It's on June 8th through the 9th in Seattle, and I know a couple of you are in Portland that are on the chat right now, and I demand that you come up to Seattle and hang out with me there because I'm going to be there. Um, the tickets are really, really affordable. They're like $29 to get in or the VIP is $99, right? Yep, that is correct. Crazy. And it's in this huge, huge space too, right? Well, more, yes. More importantly though, we're bringing uh, YouTube's top vloggers into Seattle, which is, I think, so the exciting. Yeah, yes. you know, to be able to possibly learn something uh, or just see them in action. I mean, this is a, this is the new type of Hollywood. It's on YouTube. It really is. I like that you pointed that out. I, one of the things that I was excited about having you on is just because young entrepreneurs, young female entrepreneurs, this is such a, a friendly space for us. You know, whether it's for, you know, aesthetics or whatever it is, getting our, communicating what it is that we're doing, who we are as our personal brands out. I really want all of us to jump on video. And sometimes I just want to be like, why aren't you on video? Get up on video. And so, you know, the hardest part, when it comes to videos, not having the right camera, it's that's not the question. <laughs> just do it. That's you just you just have to do it. You, you just do it. Period. That's it. That's that's the secret. You just do it. I like that. That's it. Just like uh, being an entrepreneur, you just do it. You just do it. Okay. You figure it out. You do it. But I'm it's assuming. Spirit. But I'm assuming at Vlogger Fair, we're not going to all show up, be in a big room, and Chris Perilla is going to stand up on stage and say, just do it. That's it. Well, and, like, yeah, drop the well, camera just, or the mic and walk off. There's, there, there's going to be some scheduled stuff. But <laughs> really, the, you know, the idea is you, you just pick up a camera, you know, even if it's a smartphone or, you know, a, a camera like this. It doesn't matter. And you start showing the world the way you see the world through your eyes. And that camera's lens is an extension of you. And you're like, hey, you know, I just met – you know, Joe Doke's over here, and Joe, you know, and I were talking about the latest, you know, uh, hoodies from Marvel Comics, and we think Wolverine sucks. What do you think, Joe? Or, yeah, it's, or you do an entire 30-minute car drive and record it. Watch right. that one. And why on earth does someone watch the entire thing you drove? Chris Perillo literally took a vlog of himself driving in a car for 30 minutes. That's all it was. And I watched the entire thing. <laughs> why? I don't know why. I, like, I would, I skipped through and was like, no, he cannot just be driving the entire 30 minutes. And then he really was. <sighs> I only did that because I asked, would you guys want me to record this drive? And people and said yes, right? Yes, record the drive. I didn't realize they wanted me to have the camera pointing out, so I had it pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, I 
could see some of the scenery. I think you were on I-90 and you were in Issaquah and I was just like, I live over here. <laughs> no, that was, uh, I, I screwed that up. But there will be a drive part two with the camera pointing outward at some point. I like it. So, all right. So getting back to Vlogger Fair before I let you go. Um, so obviously you're not going to stand up on the stage and be like, just do it. Boom. Uh, just drop it. And then... Um, so one of the things that I've noticed that successful vloggers do, and you've done this with Diana and um, the other beauty vlogger, Judy. Judy, um, uh, yep. Yeah, I've seen you guys together in vlogs. Collaboration, it seems like, key in order key. to be successful in Absolutely. vlogging. So how is Vlogger Fair going to support that? Uh, think about it. You're going to be in a, a, an area with hundreds of people, knock on wood, thousands, uh, uh, who are all there because they have this fascination with blogging and it's easier to do something when you're in a group of people who are also doing the same thing or thinking about doing the same thing so the support that's going to be there even if you turn the person next to you and they have no subscribers they're just beginning it's the fact that you're establishing a potential lifelong relationship that is one of the biggest values that can come out of doing an event like this well, I think that's true of any event, and sometimes I get irritated by that I have to go and listen to someone on a stage. I've already heard speak online or something like that. I'm just like, why <laughs> exactly. am I? I just want to go and talk to this person over here. Exactly. So, so we've, we've got that absolutely in mind as the fairs come together. It's I, a fair. It's not a conference. I really like that. So, Chris, I want to thank you so much for being on the live chat. It looks like we have a couple of your fans showing up at Ron Knights and at Phil. Yes, Ron. 16. Great guy. Yeah. Um, and so you've, we've definitely, hopefully everyone that's watching has fallen in love with Chris Perillo and Diana and will show up to Vlogger Fair with me because I want everyone to be doing video. I want to collaborate yes. with other people. It, it's it's, 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 it's going to happen. It's the question of with whom. I like it. I like that a lot. So Chris, where can we find you online? Everywhere. <laughs> Literally. Just, Everywhere. Yeah, you search. Well, let's say one place. Where do you want us as young female entrepreneurs, where do you want us to look? Oh, uh, mm. Okay, how about I just say everyone should <laughs> subscribe to his YouTube channel and so that so when much. I get excited about them, I won't feel like a total weirdo <laughs> that I'm stalking them so that you guys will like it too. <laughs> I'm horrible at this, I know. I'm sorry. So where can we find you on YouTube? Uh, just Locker Gnome or even Chris Perillo. If you Google my name, uh, uh, you can find me on your favorite network. Nice. All right. So, Chris, thank you so much. Hopefully, everyone will show up to Vlogger Fair. Even better. Sounds good. All right. So, you've been watching Chris Perillo on Young Female Entrepreneurs Live. And I think I did a pretty good job of keeping my cool through the entire 30 minutes. Very grateful for having him on. Um, and we're just going to do, I'm going to say bye to Chris and switch over to bring Erica on of uh, YFE Boston. She's also, again, the founder of sittingaround.com. She was on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine. She's very well engaged within that community. She's going to talk to us about what's going on in Boston and how to handle uh, tragedy and just unexpected things when we're entrepreneurs and how to move forward in our business. So make sure that you stay tuned for the next 30 minutes. We're on the hashtag YFE chat. Introduce yourself, meet other YFEs, and uh, stick around. This has been Jennifer Donna with youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. You can watch the recordings on YouTube at youtube.com slash yfentrepreneur and on iTunes with the video and the with the video and the mp3 why do i always say the video or the in front of things the, the twitter the yeah okay anyway thanks for watching <laughs>